You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for The Secret Circle. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Secret Circle news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, it's AfterBuzz TV for the Secret Circle! What up, AfterBuzzers? I totally stole that from (laughs) Jesse Janity, by the way, just now. Anyway, good evening, AfterBuzzers. Welcome to your After Show for Episode 12, Season 1, Witness of the Secret Circle. I am your host, David Skifalitti, joined, as always, by my lovely co-hosts, me Smith. Hello. And Billy Nellis. Hello. How are we doing tonight? Fantastic. Doing well. Yeah? Let's jump right in. This was like a, I feel like a game-changing episode for The Secret Circle. It, it, it really was, and it was about time to. Right? <laughs> about time for them to join the bandwagon and yeah. like give us something. something. Well, I think that it was finally a return towards the, the through line of the season as opposed to these last couple of episodes that were sort of one-offs. Um, mm. And they sort of resolved themselves, but this finally returned us to this overarching mystery of what happened 16, 16 years ago, ago and who was responsible mm-hmm. and who is John Black, who, who all these people are. Um, and it returned us to that. And I think that that's when the show was at its most interesting. Yeah. Um, because there's some actual stakes. I mean, every week mm. when it's. When it's not necessarily involved with this central mystery, you know it's going to be resolved. And you're just sort of like, okay, well. It's going to end in 40 minutes, so I'm not that concerned. (laughs) (laughs) The one thing (laughs) that has continued on from last week's episode into this week's episode is Faye's storyline with Lee. Yeah. Which I think is the most disconcerting for me, only because I don't trust Lee. Not at all. As far as I could throw him, which is probably not that far because he looked like a giant tonight. <laughs> I know, compared to the American Horror Story dude, like that guy was like a little hobbit. He was pretty I, short. He, either Gray Damon is like eight foot nine, <laughs> or that guy who four feet, is like four, four foot three. Like, what is going on? I they should have like, like put why him didn't on a they box. Put, seriously? Like, don't they do that? They do. If but they're like, not going to show his after his knees, like then like usually like when someone. They'll do it with, like, love interests. Like, mm-hmm. when Cassie mm-hmm. and Jake kiss, she's probably standing on a box so that he doesn't have to bend down to yeah. kiss right. her. Because that would be weird. But still, this guy's supposed to be, like, intimidating. Yeah, I know. I mean, and he's, like, looking out. he, like, overpowered Lee and was, like, holding him back. I was like... You can't even see his Lee face. Lee was just, like, like, out of that. Like, <laughs> he's like, I'm in your back, but I've got my control over you. What? <laughs> It made absolutely no sense, and it bothered me to know. And they know even had like end. a square off moment where they're supposed to be like staring each other down, but it was yeah, really just was Lee looking down. down. <laughs> yeah, like literally staring down. It was really awkward. Very <laughs> off-putting. Yeah, but either way, Faye, <laughs> Faye has sort of found her way back into Lee's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she. We last saw her really getting thrown out of the circle, right? 
and this is all she really has left. We found out, you know, in that that throwaway line, Melissa's in Seattle. She's throwaway. She's yeah, gone she's gone. <laughs> so good last week. I was like, yay, Melissa. You know, I she looked too. beautiful. She got a lot of FaceTime. And then she we was just, back. She was like, I'm going to be friends with you. Yes. This week, Melissa's in Seattle, so she's gone. It's yeah. very random. Faye's not answering her phone. Like, Doesn't she have school? Like, where does she always go? No, she doesn't have school. <laughs> I also, I want to know who's paying the electrical bills at Cassie's house because grandma is MI, <laughs> right? And who's paying for the mortgage because Cassie sure as hell doesn't have a checkbook. I mean, how much, how much t- I, I mean, we've completely veered off topic, right. but, but I, I really don't understand how much time is supposed to have elapsed since everything that happened to Jane happened because it just seems like has this person been written off like are we really never going to get her back like I don't understand and she wasn't brought up this week right no one's even really speaking about her anymore right I mean she must like there has to be a resolution to that but it really seems like just very odd yeah well she's part of you know the elders elders. so she has to you know she will eventually come back she has to like without a doubt but it's just odd that they've sort of let that storyline die. Yeah. Or maybe she won't come point. back until they figure out that, uh, not Ethan, what's his name? Charles. When they figure out that Charles did something to her. If they figure out maybe, that Charles did something to her. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, but back to Faye and Lee. Faye, <laughs> I mean, it's really not that interesting of a storyline, but it is important, I think, because she didn't do anything today. She didn't, but the only thing that we were introduced to was this, what do they call it? The devil's spirit? Yeah. yeah. Really, the yes. dumbest, like the dumbest thing. It's like no basically, one, no one could have come up cocaine. with a, with a better, <laughs> right? Like, right? Couldn't it have just been an actual drug? Exactly. Yeah. Like it would have been. Well, it has to be a supernatural drug. It would have been more, but it just felt so so dumb to me. I was like, it yeah. would have, it would have been so much more realistic if it was like, yeah, I used to do coke. Like right. obviously, the CW can't do that in their shows. Well, I they think. can no, because they can. on Gossip Girl. Uh, yes, you remember, exactly. Mm-hmm. Someone like overdosed. That's true, and they always talk about hotel drugs on on Ringer as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't so know. It just like, like a it weird... could have been anything, but like it has they just to, be... to be mystical. I exactly, guess. it I is the secret circle. Devil spirit just sounds so ridiculous. It, it's like a stupid name. They could have called it anything, but it is supposed to be an enhancing drug where. Obviously, it's going to entice Faye if it's going to give her some sort of personal magic again. Right. Which is like the only, you know, interesting thing that happened. It could have been a lot shorter of a storyline. It didn't have to go through the whole episode because the more interesting things were happening. Yeah. But, you know. And it was very um, sort of off-putting stylistically to watch them go back and forth between Cassie and that memory to those scenes. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, there was no, I mean, usually when scenes cut back and forth, you're presuming that they're occurring on the same timeline. Like, timeline. But Cassie was removed from a timeline, and so it was very weird that they would cut back and forth like that. It just... That's it, what I'm saying. It like, pulled you out of it, I felt like. And yeah. it seemed weird when they had, like, daylight moments because it was a continuation from the episode before, which was at night, right? I don't know. The whole sort thing of. sort of threw me off. Yeah. But, um... I was gonna say something. Faye. Mm-hmm. I don't... I, I, I thought it was very, um... I felt she should have had a little bit more resistance to taking the drug. Really? Just because... I'm not surprised she didn't take it right offhand and was just like, all right, thanks. Well, just because it's... You know, they made it... They set it up as if this... As if it's a major drug. As if it's like cocaine. Right. 
and it's a lot more, I think, enticing because clearly Lee's girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, whatever, um, quote unquote, overdosed. I mean, we'll talk about that more in news and gossip and predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, or, Shay, I just Faye I think is they just held out cannon. hope. I know. <laughs> It's yeah, just it, she's about to go down this down, downward spiral. It did, feel very, it did feel very in character for me, though, for for what happened to her at the end of last week yeah. with being yeah. sort of Ousted. shunned by everybody. Um, it sort of set up that opportunity for her to... Obviously, she's, something, she's not something. going to be able to practice her magic at this point because no one in the circle will be around her. Mm. Right. And we know that her, her literal driving force in life at this point is to do magic. And yeah. so when presented with this enhancement drug, like it's almost of more of a steroid. Do, yeah. I, it was like steroids. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, was, I knew it was a foregone conclusion that she was going to have it by the end. Of oh, of course. Yeah, I knew it. I just, I just always want the best for everyone. <laughs> But speaking of people who are at the forefront of wanting to get personal magic, we were reintroduced to Ethan in a really strong way this week. Mm -hmm. I know he was here. He was back last week. But I think this week we got to see a different side of him. And it's sort of integrated with Charles and Don. And starting out with Charles and Don having like a little bit of a of a tiff um, where Don, of course, wants the crystal and is getting more desperate beyond belief so and it's so it's so visibly desperate it's mm-hmm. so like yeah her desperation is so face value like it's just it's so it's so like desperate <laughs> well it's so point. tragic the way that mm-hmm. she's going about it she's using her like womenly wiles yeah mm-hmm. and it just like, is like it's just so like literally is like the definition of desperate like, yeah it's like, it is ugh. And you can tell have she's like some throwing herself, lady. And that was the thing. Like I was, I wanted to be like Ethan. Really? Like how often do you and Don chat? You think she's just going to come into your bar and like, oh well. Well, what the hell Charles. does he know? He's been drunk for the past sixteen years. <laughs> He's only recently sober, so like they could have had many a heart to heart, and he would not remember it. <laughs> Valid point. Yeah. Valid okay. point. <laughs> now we will give that one to you. But Faye, not Faye, what the hell's her name? Dawn Dawn. goes to Ethan (laughs) Mm -hmm. at the bar and proposes, like, lies to him and is like, Charles came at me, he choked me, Ethan... Well, she played on what she knew exactly. or Charles had done to Ethan. Right, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, Very smart of her. Oh, he did that to me too. But (laughs) very sneaky and conniving. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know what she thought Ethan was going to do about it. Yeah, I think she misjudged sort of... I think if she had gone to Ethan at the point when Ethan was still drunk, mm. it would have worked in her favor. Yes. And she would have had more control over that situation. Mm-hmm. I think she didn't understand the place that Ethan has yeah. now put himself into in this sort of recovery mode, which may or may not be a good thing for anybody. In right, because I think, <laughs> I think everybody's sort of mis- misjudged. misjudged Ethan as a person. And, yes. <laughs> and his character. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, which is odd because, I mean, Don, yeah, no one really, as we saw in the flashbacks, which we'll talk about in a bit, you know, we did see that there there are some real secrets to what happened to Ethan yeah. and what his part was in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do think that 100% Don was completely, she was misguided and, and it, it backfired on her because... Sober Ethan is a dangerous, power-hungry Ethan. <laughs> Sober Ethan is 
Very strong. He's like a very strong man. And I think he... I feel like his posture is even different. Like he's just yeah. Very well, yeah, cool. he's holding himself right. differently. He's, he's a like, changed he's man. He's a cha- yeah. literally a changed man. And I think that after he was able to get the crystal away from Charles, and he felt the magic again mm. after 16 years, it's done. Do it's done. Yeah. He is like back to the dark he, side. Whether or not he ever was. What's so funny is it's this weird parallel. As you know, he was this drunk who's on the wagon, and mm-hmm. now he's in this other sense fallen off the wagon after so long of being away from the magic mm-hmm. he had his one taste and it's like bender central well, once an addict always an addict right. doesn't mean doesn't matter what you're addicted to yeah. like that's true which vice you're you're addicted to it's everything. still a vice yeah. yeah and i think that's very telling as to what happened what might have happened 16 years ago because they still don't feel that this is the full truth no 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 no, of course not um not at all but it is part of the truth and Mm -hmm. i think it is something that we need to jump right into jake is back full force Mm -hmm. with cassie and he goes to her and he says i've been working on this memory spell for years and i think the only way that it's going to work is if i have your help um the witch hunters are after you they use this special dark magic destroying spell to kill your father 16 years ago and they're coming they're coming for Mm -hmm. you so i we need to go into my memory because i was there 16 years ago on the boat and figure out what happened and this was nice um that that initial explanation was nice because um it had sort of felt like you know we talked about last week we didn't think these witch hunters were coming back we thought there was this sort of this new mm-hmm. this new direction that mm-hmm. the show had veered and it's sort of nice that it's zigged back onto this because i feel like the witch hunters were a much more entertaining um villainous force yes um and something that is is was a rich field to be to be written, um, so I was glad to see that they're they're continuing that as a as a motivating factor for these people to figure out what what mm-hmm. happened, mm-hmm. Um, and that they brought that back quicker than we thought they would. Yeah. Um, I was pleased with that. I was happy to I see that. That's as well. still going to be a thing. And what's interesting to me is that we we do eventually get to go back 16 years ago when we Cassie gets stuck in the memory because Cassie, Cassie does what Cassie wants Cassie's to do. She's reckless <laughs> and she's going to do what she wants to do, which is fine because it it. it did end well mm-hmm. as it's going to she's our main character but we find out that 16 years ago the parents their circles were sort of split mm-hmm. as to finding a truce or binding a truce with the witch hunters where they would stop practicing magic and just lead their regular lives yeah which i don't know why they believed witch hunters for one inkling <laughs> of a second i don't know um, why they would even make a truce with witch hunters when you're witches and they're humans. Right, and they want to (laughs) eliminate witches. Yes. I mean, very naive, but granted, these people were very young at the same time. True. Like, I want to say that they were probably... Teenagers or like late teens, at least. Yeah, I feel like they. That's so. that's what's. I mean, since the show started, that's been I think the most confusing thing to me is so how confusing. old were these parents? Were they all the same age? Like, how did this work that they all like had coordinated childbirth? <laughs> right. Like this is this. There's so many questions that I have as to what the hell was going on with these people. Like, how old were they? Why did they all? Was this like the pregnancy pact thing? <laughs> oh except except for Jay. Except for Jay. Except he was the only Jay. one that, born. Those people already. First. Like, what what was going on here? Like, right. I, I I mean, there's still a lot of questions I yes. think <laughs> but I 
in the same regard, I think they've answered a couple. They've given us a few hints as to what might have happened. And I think it's good that they gave us a taste, but they didn't tell us everything. Yes. Because we find out that, as we were led to believe earlier on in the season, the witches started the fire, Mm -hmm. which is why their powers were bound and taken away from them, which wasn't true at all. Mm-hmm. The witch hunters started the fire when they were trying to get rid of John Blackwell. And killed witches and along the way. murdered the other witches. Like but yeah. what's interesting to me is that in this memory, we did not see Dawn. She we was didn't mentioned. See, um, she was mentioned as being on the right. deck. Her and Charles. Um, and Charles. And we didn't see Cassie's mother. Mm. No. So there's three people who are unaccounted for, who did get off the boat. Right. And it's interesting because when when they... When, when Cassie finally did wake up and was sort of saved out of the memory, she talked about how the people who trusted the witch hunters were the ones who got trapped and that they were the ones who went into the cafeteria. So it led right. me to believe that there were the group of the people who lived didn't... were like the faction who didn't agree with right. this. Yes. And and weren't going to be there and hadn't been tricked into it yet. Right. And um, what was interesting to me was that the one time we saw Ethan, who was on the boat, who we were led to believe was not on the boat, mm-hmm. um, he sort of seemed to be leading the witch hunters, the witch hunters to the people. Yeah. yeah. And look, made it look like he was working with them. Right. And he looked really sketchy. Hat on, Super head sketchy. Down. I mean, it, it's very possible that he, Ethan did what Jake had been doing for years, working with the witch hunters as a witch to eliminate witches. Or maybe he was working with the witch hunters to eliminate uh, John Blackwell. It's very possible, because no one seemed to trust John Blackwell, and he was a lot more powerful than anyone could and ever he imagine. he was with right. the girl that he thought he was supposed to be with for the rest of his life. Right, so he, and he could have been revenge. He also, yeah, it could have been revenge, and it also could have been he sort of maybe... I mean, there's so many options. You could have maybe yeah. thought that it was like... If we give you John, will you save? The, will you spare the rest of us? Like take him, and we'll. I mean, there's so many opportunities for them to redeem the character of Ethan from what right. we think we've now seen. It's very true. I mean, but um, at the same time, yeah, it did not. It didn't leave us this week with a very um, positive. No, <laughs> no, not no. at all. Positive outlook on him, and then it also sort of brought into question. You know, he's been a drunk for so long. Is he a drunk because of the guilt that he feels for what he? What I mean, we thought that he felt guilty because he wasn't there and he couldn't stop it. Right. But now it sort of feels like he played such a a strong role in what happened that he's drinking to forget that he even played yeah, that part. Right. Uh, and Charles didn't mention, you know, let's not, re- you know, repeat uh, right. let's saying not the same repeat mistakes history. we did in the yeah in the yeah. past, which is is very telling as to what Ethan Ethan's part in all of this could have been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We do see though that. John Blackwell escapes. And I knew that. I had a feeling that dude was still alive. Of course. He (laughs) has to still be alive. The minute the bag wouldn't come off his head, I was like, they haven't cast the actual actor yet, so (laughs) he's not dead and they're saving like who he is for a later date. Uh, I I, I felt like I knew it last week when she was looking him up and she couldn't find anything about his death. I'm like, he's still alive. Which leads you to to question, I mean, the same thing that Jake was questioning. Why would he want anyone to think that he's been dead for the past 16 years? What is he hiding or whom is he hiding Mm. from? Yeah, I think that's. I think that's yeah. the greater question: is whom is he hiding from? We we see Cassie and Jake stupidly, which I think is like the weirdest thing to do in the world. But I guess they had to do it for Cassie's peace of mind. She goes to 
the cemetery and buries him up <laughs> to see. Him I'm, up. I'm, I'm I mean, <laughs> digs him digs up, him up, digs him up, whatever. I'm bury you I'm up, bury you up, dude. <laughs> exactly, exactly my point. It's that stupid, <laughs> right? She digs up her dead father's grave to and find that there's a dog, a dog inside yeah. his casket. But the other thing, though, is it was so strange. Like these, the two of them, Cassie and Jake together, could have performed some sort of magic where they didn't actually have to like use a shovel, right? To do. <laughs> I was like, can't they just be like, no, nope, come they up? They have to use the shovel. <laughs> come on. They had to use the shovel. Reveal. I know, you have all this dark magic. Like, like, I know, they could have done something. I didn't even think about that. Like, why like, was he actually digging? <laughs> come on. Like, he's working on the railroad. Uh, <laughs> she just wanted to see him get sweaty. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, Put him to work. Make him pay for it. And the best thing, I think, for Cassie is that she went back to the boat arena. What were they calling it? I don't know. I could have sworn. Boat, I thought it was a house decks. for a long time, but I guess no. Not. We, it was a boat, but okay. I, the boat docks. I assumed when they were talking about it that it was like a brand new boat, and they were like at they were docked at the boat, and like something happened, and it like got burned down. But lo and behold, it's always it's been, been abandoned. It's been abandoned for years, and like Chance <laughs> Harbor needs to get up on their like city beautification. <laughs> it's still there, yeah, like uh, abandoned. Abandoned. Yeah, I don't want to touch that. And they just like leave it there, but good for Cassie she's able to go back to the boat again Mm -hmm. and retrieve this amulet that her father used to stop himself from being burned alive burned Burned alive and it's magically still there and it's magically still the boat is still there after but the interesting thing to me though what's so interesting to me is if John didn't die right I mean why and he dropped that what I my biggest question is what did he drop that for and why didn't he ever come back to retrieve it uh, to use for himself? Like, why oh, Why did he leave this here? Well, maybe maybe that was his time to walk away from it all, which is which could, you know, answer why he wants to, you know... Stay hidden. Yeah. Because he doesn't maybe he want was to walking be part away. of the magic anymore. Mm-hmm. Very possible. I mean, all his friends, they just die there. Yeah. And, and he could have stopped it. <laughs> no, his wife was still alive. Remember? No, but she I mean, his right, wife like, she was, was already done with him at that point. Right, no, because yes. we found out that he betrayed her somehow. There was mm-hmm. some betrayal, something had happened. Of yeah. some yeah. kind. And she wants nothing to do with John Blackwell. That's the, that, that was the line. <laughs> I mean, the great thing about these shows is that they give us something well, and, and then they the like, betra- I mean, more I'm questions. very positive the betrayal was whoever the other black Balcoin child. Well, is, yeah, it is has the, to be. Is the it has to she be. found out he had an affair with mm. Don. Don. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. And But then fate. Don and Cassie wouldn't be the same age unless it was like within the same No, Faye year. and Cassie would be the same age. Yeah, that's right, what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, he, he like, that's true. Yeah, he could have happened to him. Him. I know that's Bam true. Bam. That's true. It's two different women. Yeah. Um, who was the lady that spoke to Cassie in the dream? Lucy. They said her name, mm-hmm. but I don't know who she is. That was the other thing that was hard for me to connect to those scenes because there were so many people in there. Uh-huh. Who, and we don't know who, we any, don't know of who any of them were. It sort of was like... Because we didn't see them alive. We, we only know, yeah. saw them dead. Or or at, about to die. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it was just like, okay, there's so many people we're being introduced to. There's these names we've heard about that we've really never heard before. If we have, we, we didn't ever think we needed to remember them. Right. 
Um, because if they were, you know, somebody's dead parent, we're like, I'm not going to need to know that ever. Like, why do I need right. to retain that? Right. So it was very hard in that scene to sort of understand what was going on and who was... And who was who? Who was who? And it, Was Lucy the friend that we saw earlier on during during the episode before Slither? No, because she was blonde. She was blonde, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that girl was also apparently on the boat that night. Right. I, I, I don't think so. Because we uh, know that whatever happened to Lucy, Cassie's mom did. Right. And so if Cassie's Not mom Lucy. wasn't anywhere near the boat, or whoever that was in the slow yeah, yeah, yeah. episode. So it couldn't have happened right at that point because Cassie's mom wasn't there. Right. So It's very confusing. And who knows if she was even talking to Cassie at that right, point. Right, she could have been looking she past her. She could have been her. T- looking past her and seeing Jake. Yeah, or any, whoever. Or anybody. Or, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like, we need to, like, chart this. It was so, this timeline is so muddled. It is. But I think we are going to be en- end up getting a lot more information in the upcoming episodes now mm-hmm. that it's been revealed that Ethan was there. I think Cassie is going to definitely be going to him. But we'll get into right. that, into predictions. And now that she, Jake is aware that his father was there, too. I think yeah. that's what's going... I mean, not, sorry, not Jake. That Adam, Adam is aware that his yeah. dad was there. I think oh, yeah, that he that was really is, disturbed about that. I think that Adam is going to push mm-hmm. on finding the truth even mm-hmm. more than Cassie would, because he's like, okay, Dad, what... What the what? <laughs> yeah. Right, like, you lied to me for 16 years. Yeah. Why? <laughs> well, yeah. on that note, I think we should jump to a commercial break and Let's, come right back with your news and gossip. Let's jump to good. it. After Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzz TV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV aftershows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? Before we start our news and gossip, I just want to let you guys know to log on to AfterBuzzTV.com to watch our shows. You no longer have to go onto Ustream to watch us. Right. Mm -hmm. No more more confusing URLs. Straight to the source. Straight to the source. You can watch us there. You can also subscribe to our show on iTunes for free. So tell your friends. Tell everybody you know. And again, the website makes it real easy. The website does make it real easy. You can also tweet us, any of us on the show. We love to hear from our fans. You can call in. You can find me at You Can Call Me Skiff. Just Mia23. And, oh my. At BillyNest <laughs> underscore wow, Duh. Brain <laughs> at BillyNest underscore And that is live TV for you. 
Speaking of live TV and yes. all that, uh, do I have your guys' bio up there? Which, by the way, for those of you listening to, if you go no. on info, you can see all the bios, which apparently none of these guys have there. And I'm sure they will include their tweets when I do get their bios, right? I don't you, have you a life my before <laughs> After Buzz TV, no, so I, I was like brought into existence <laughs> just to be here. You could say that. Go ahead. <laughs> we will get you bios. We will get you bios. A- Coming a- soon a- to the website. Yes. Um, anyway, let's jump into our news and gossip. Let's do it. Okay. Um, Britt Robertson's movie, The First Time, is selected for Sundance. The Secret mm-hmm. Circle's Britt Robertson is getting ready to bewitch Sundance audiences in her film, The First Time, co-starring Teen Wolf hottie Dylan O'Brien. The film chronicles a romance between two teens. Oh, no, they didn't. Has the synopsis. <laughs> That's what it says. Yeah. That's a live journal, like celebrity yeah, it's blog. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, quote Two high schoolers meet at a party over the course of a weekend. Things turn magical, romantic, complicated, and funny as they discover what it's like to fall in love for the first time. Aww. The Sundance Film Festival will feature world premieres of 16 American narrative films. The festival, which takes place annually in Park City, Utah, will run starting today through yes. January 29th, 2012. So if you are out there and you can get a ticket, it. <laughs> Go support our girl Britt Robertson in her first film at Sundance. Um, yeah. The next two in things in our news and gossip are a bit of spoilers, so if you don't want to listen, jump away from your computer for a second, but if you do and you don't Spoiler care, alert. we're just going to let you know. Spoiler alert! <laughs> Spoiler alert! Alright, so casting exclusive Leela Beck's ex wakes up from her coma. So how hot were Faye, played by Phoebe Tonkin, and Leela Beck, played by Grey Damon, in last week's episode? Sure, they stirred up a whole lot of trouble together and nearly took out the rest of the circle, but we can totally forgive them their mischief when it brews that much chemistry. Unfortunately for the troubling twosome, Lee has a past, Mm. and that past is about to wake up from her coma. Zap Tuit has learned exclusively that beginning in episode 15, titled Return, Alexia Fast is set to star as Ava, Lee's ex-girlfriend, whose drug-induced coma nap time is up. The role is said to be recurring. Mm. Though she was once sweet and demure, upon opening her eyes after the coma, Ava has some cracks in her personality. Something is seriously not right with her, which only becomes more apparent when she meets the new lady in Lee's life, Faye. Fast is a Vancouver-based actress who fans of the 4400 on USA will recognize as Lindsay Hammond. She starred alongside Secret Circle's Jessica Parker Kennedy and Glee's Corey Monteith in MTV's Kaya. And longtime Supernatural viewers may remember her as the creepy human-hunting child Missy Bender from a first-season episode. Interesting. Very interesting. I think that sort of gives us a little um, cue into Lee's ulterior motives with Faye. Absolutely. I am excited to see that. Me too. Um, Lastly, lastly, uh, they have finally cast Cassie's mysterious father, John Blackwell. Okay, where am I going from here? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Joe... Oh, okay. That's the moment the secret. Oh, it's the moment the Secret Circle fans have been waiting for since the new CW series premiered. Cassie's father, the mysterious John Blackwell, is coming to Chance Harbor. Joe Lando has been taped to portray Blackwell, whose original name in the L.J. Smith book series was Black John, a former member of the Circle many centuries ago, who was killed by his own coven after he began to dabble in dark magic. In the CW series. Blackwell is described as a commanding and powerful witch with many with many 
Enemies. Enemies. <laughs> He'll return to Chance Harbor in episode 15. Well, 15 is just a pretty good episode. Yeah. It's <laughs> coming in on episode 15. <laughs> in episode 15, titled Return, claiming to be a changed man and determined to protect Cassie and her circle. Lando is best known for playing Byron Sully and Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman and starring alongside, alongside A.J. Cook and Hayden Christensen in the short-lived series Higher Ground. His other TV credits include the Melrose Place reboot, NCIS, and ABC Family's Wildfire. Awesome. So I, <laughs> I think that's awesome. like that. Obviously, we we've been talking about earlier how you know if he did drop that, was that his way to get away from this life? Uh-huh. Um, and he's claiming to be a quote unquote changed man. Done that, whether or not that is, <laughs> whether or not that's true, I don't think it matters. But he's claiming to be a changed man, and he's here for Cassie's best interest. The daughter that he never met. The daughter that he has. Well, he knew. He knew her as a baby, just not as a, a teenager. Oh, so she was born then. Yeah. Yeah. All the kids were alive. All the kids were alive. They, they were just had babies. A die. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but going through that, I think we should jump right into predictions. Let's do it. Speaking of John Blackwell coming in episode 15, which is three episodes away. Mm. Yes. Um, we don't have a new episode next week. We're waiting two weeks. But we're back February 2nd. Um, but it looks like, I mean, the, the bold titles that we got were Rage, Greed, and Betrayal. Yeah. Yes. Um, so Greed is obviously having to do with Faye. Yeah. Power. It has to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rage is having, of course, to do with Adam being angry about I think Jake and and I think you think his, so I and think his angry yeah. at his father mm-hmm. and his father okay I, I feel like his father may have a little bit of rage too actually. yeah and I think possibly the betrayal is in there as well yeah. maybe mixed in with a little of Faye betraying her circle mm-hmm. definitely I don't know um, I did write one thing down while we were talking is do you guys think that they already got rid of Nick on the show really early on do you think that introducing this like drug habit to Faye do you think it's a way for them to get rid of her as no. a character completely I don't no. um, only because I so strongly believe that Faye is the other Balcoin child Me too. I do too and unless they quickly wrap that whole thread up as well I mean, I don't think she's going anywhere for the remainder of the season, okay. at least. And and not only that, like they've kind of given her her own storyline now. That's true. They have given her her own storyline. Yeah, I don't think that Although it is. Although secondary, think, it may be. I think that <laughs> I think that it's a way for her to, um, as she's been sort of pushed out of the circle, to still bring these threatening elements to the circle because she is still bonded to them. Right. Um, and I think that it's a process of creating more danger and more tension for the mm. show by having her be mixed up in these elements. Because first we have her meeting Lee, who we are unsure of his, if he's good or bad or, or where he falls No, we're on, sure. He's bad. On that spectrum. <laughs> see, I'm kind of confused now because now that they've introduced this other guy who gave Faye the drugs. Right. And I'm fairly certain that he falls m- much closer on bad on the spectrum than Lee does. Yes. Whether that will position Lee as sort of a savior for Faye if she hmm. goes down this twisty road with 
with this other with the sh- I can't remember his name, but the short guy. I never who, said his name. <laughs> who, who gave her the drugs? Um, I Maybe mean, I, a, a I could see with- I could see it going both ways. Um, where Interesting. where he I could mean, be where he could. It, 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 uh, not to cut you guys off, you guys have a few extra minutes, so while we have that, do you guys uh, want to take callers? Sure, yes, let's take a caller take if we it. have one. All right, caller, you are on the line. Hi, caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's me, Casey. How you guys doing? Good, hey, thanks. Casey. How are you? We were wondering if you were going to call in today. <laughs> How's it going? What do you think of the episode? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I, thought it was, I thought it was a pretty good episode. It was kind of confusing, but mm-hmm. I liked it overall. What did you think about, um, we were just talking about Faye starting a sort of like drug habit. Where do you fall in that? Like, where do you think that is taking her character? Um, I think it's taking her to a place that isn't very good. Um, like I said, like she's always like on like a power hunt, I guess, and whatever the guy gave her that, um, the devil spirit thing <laughs> <laughs> the spirit's devil <laughs> whatever it's yeah. called weird name but. yeah yes it is very weird name um and how were you how did you feel about cassie tapping into jake's memories and sort of seeing um about what happened 16 years ago were you as shocked about what happened 16 years ago as we were or were you sort of expecting that yeah i was actually not expecting any of it i was like really kind of like confused i thought it was going to be like a big like epic like fire scene where like something horrible but it was just like hmm. all focused on Balcoin and like like to be honest it was kind of confusing but yeah i didn't expect it at all it was a little confusing because there were like we like we said earlier there was so many people there that we had no idea who they were and we did mm-hmm. all yeah. expect this like sort of epic fire which it wasn't right i mean the event obviously ended up being calamitous but it it was it was very it did it, it just it's sort of again? calamitous it was a calamity i know um it but it, it it sort of felt like it it ended up being like you know it totally subverted what we hoped it would be and thought it yeah. would be um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel <laughs> about what it ends up being. I think I didn't like the fact that they um, name dropped all these people and we had no idea who they were. And I was kind of kind of expecting to meet the parents that, right. you know, we don't see anymore. I think we all were. But I think and how do you feel, um, Casey, uh, about not having actually met the parents, do you think we're going to be going back into someone else's memory or getting told about what's going to, what happened 16 years ago from someone else's perspective? Um, I think the key is um, Ethan uh, because like before this episode, I thought it would give more answers and questions and it did the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. And like thinking back how Ethan has been so evasive about answering about the past i think like he's the key to really like what went down and how it like should have been and i think his involvement uh made the situation into something it wasn't supposed to be so Hmm. that's kind of where i'm at with that talking about ethan do you think that his involvement 
was explicitly meant to be the his intentions were were of an evil sort or do you think that he was misguided in what he was doing where do you think that it's going to fall in that like what are your predictions on how it's going to end up for what ethan actually was trying to do i don't think it was purposely i think he was like misguided with like being jealous about you know liking cassie's mom and Mm -hmm. hating her dad so i'm kind of like, I don't think he has, like, his intentions are, like, evil, but I think, like, his mistakes are gonna, like, catch up. And, like, now he has the crystal, so it's, like, who knows? Like, he's kind of a loose cannon, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beyond. Yeah, definitely following <laughs> you on that cannon. one. Um, did you have any other predictions about what might be happening in our episode in two weeks? Hmm. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, I think uh, the the whole Ethan thing will unravel. Um, also, with Don and like Charles, their whole thing, which is like kind of it's kind of like hard to think about, like how it ties into the storyline, like why Don still wants the crystal and like her interaction with Ethan. I think the episode will go like, or at least explain a little bit into like what her intentions are and. Mm-hmm how he's going to, like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm just looking for the unexpected. I think yeah. we all are, and I think they, they have delivered that to us more recently because Ethan isn't as nice of a person as we thought he was. No, there's, there's definitely um, a dark side there. Definitely a dark side, and we can t- already tell that Faye as they say, the apple doesn't fall very far from the tree because mm-hmm. Faye and, uh, and Don have sort of the same means to an ends mm-hmm. using men to get what they want yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um and cassie is just looking for her father yeah did you have anything else you wanted to talk about any questions for us maybe that maybe we could answer <laughs> um oh yeah i i was wondering uh like it was kind of weird because like the last uh, moment of last episode, you know, Adam and Cassie kissed. Mm-hmm. And, like, this episode, there was really no... They didn't even talk about the kiss, so I was wondering, like, where you thought, like, the whole triangle with Jake, Cassie, and Adam, like, is it going to, like, affect anything? Um, because I know Jake, uh, you know, he came back for her, and she said things are complicated, so yeah. I just wondering what you guys... You know, I think that they they let it fall to the to the side for this week because there was so there were so many mm-hmm. other so things right. to do. that they needed to do that they couldn't get into this whole love triangle thing, and the only thing they could do was give us Adam being such a strong quote unquote friend or whatever he was right. to Cassie while she yeah. was stuck in the memory, and then at the end with Cassie and Jake, where she told him that things were complicated and she just wants to. Fi- locate her father at this point um yeah i do think though that there were some sort of subtleties that that played on that triangle because we saw as jay came back and wanted to put cassie into this dangerous situation how vehemently opposed to Mm -hmm. it adam was Mm -hmm. um and i think that that illustrated this sort of triangle whether no one where no one was like explicitly speaking about it right um but it was very much um 
apparent and in, and yeah. in play in how people were interacting with each other this because week. even Diana when they came back she was like I wasn't worried that you guys were together yeah right I was just concerned that you were safe yeah right so I do think that um, they just couldn't shoehorn it in anywhere in a dialogue sense but it yeah. definitely is there it's living it's a breathing this thing exists and at some point it's going to come it to will. a head I was just going to say that <laughs> well, thank you so much for calling Casey it's always great hearing from you um, my vote is for Jake by the way in case anyone was wondering <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone's vote is for Jake uh, from everyone here at After Buzz TV myself David Skifalitti Mia Smith Billy Nellis we thank you for tuning in. Yes. Thank every you. week. Join us in two weeks for episode 13. I think that's everything. Have a good night. Yeah. That's a wrap. Have a, a good, good night. night. Bye-bye. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. Oh,